0: Okay, so I'm with Tim Pogue from Mizu at OR. Nice to see you.
1: Nice to see you. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I was saying earlier that like, I've seen you around a lot, but I, haven't gotten, I feel like I haven't um, you know, gotten the good Mizu business update. So tell me about 2018, how did the business turn out? What were some of the new strategies? How'd they, how did they work?
1: So 2018 was a fun, pretty crazy year for us. Um, the big, one of the biggest things is we uh, got a new office warehouse location from Del Mar to Carlsbad. And so um, in this move, we we, um, got our own warehouse and our own printing um, capabilities with laser machines and printers. And so that's that's the most exciting um, part of of the year for us, really. But also um, some new employees. um, Scott Keating um, is our new vice president of marketing, um, uh, 13 years at Nike, Nike SB. Um, and chris Manzadella's new uh, vice president of sales, so just lots of, lots of changes, lots of growth you know and uh, fun and exciting <laughs>
0: yeah, so tell me about it sounds like that was a big investment to, to get your own machines and warehouse like what how does that help you guys
1: uh, Well, the warehouse side of it helps us um, just to ship faster. Um, you know, working with the 3PL can be challenging. Um, and, you know, shipping same day and just providing the level of service we want to provide, which is really personalized in some occasions, slipping something in with the packaging and so, and just moving faster. So that was that side of it. Um, but the, the printing capabilities was the most exciting, you know, and um, biggest part of it. Um, instant, you know, more, more profit for us because we're, we're, we're um, doing the work ourselves, but we can work faster faster we can do more you know a lot of times we had to say no we can now say yes so it's uh it's really been a game changer
0: and is the printing mostly on the collaborations you do with brands
1: yes Yeah, yeah our custom business is still in the united states the biggest part of our business working with you know all the brands we work with from you know prana and burton all of our top customers that we have
0: okay and so 2018 sales were good Growth, yep. like I mean, what what are you seeing out there? Because it's competitive in the bottle. It's, I mean, yeah. whoa,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's incredibly competitive. I mean, this this show every every time we come to the outdoor show, there's you know four, five, six, ten maybe new companies that are um, making water bottles and cups and competitive products uh, with our you know with our industry. So it is it is challenging, um, but uh, not afraid of a challenge. ever never have been, and uh, we, we love our position where we are right now as a brand. Um, you know, our, our focus on custom and working with our partners is really our, that's our bread and butter. That's what we love to do. We want to do more of. And, and we, you know, that's where we positioned ourselves. And that's where our growth has come from um, is, the, is the custom side. We still have retail partners that we're really psyched on, REI and Backcountry, some of the premier, you know, retailers in the, in the industry. So we're excited about that, too. But um, working with brands and doing really cool graphics and logos and projects for, you know, fun events and the environmental, you know, cause. Is that's that's where our hearts are.
0: And is the custom business mainly dealing with brands and sort of the active action sports space or have you branched out to other sectors?
1: Um, you know we've branched out kind of maybe by accident <laughs> the companies have found us um, you know one of the maybe maybe it's not so weird but um, car companies um, Audi and Tesla are t- two of our bigger customers that's not Um, bad yeah started with the quattro audi quattro you know saw us at a trade show and was like oh these guys are these guys look cool (laughs) and um spoke to us at the ispo trade show and uh and we've been working with them for i think this is our third year and growing steadily um, with them globally um and tesla just recently reordered and we've been making products for them for a while they've they found us at a at a surf shop in California, and like said, oh, wow, look at this bottle. It looks way better than what, we're, what we had. And so we started working with them. So we, we people are finding us outside the industry, um, but with our new sales um, plan, we do have plans in the U.S. to expand by category into other other areas outside of outdoor and action sports.
0: Gotcha. And, you know, every time I uh, write about Yeti going public it's or, outdoor. you know, Hydro Flasks numbers and their growth, I think, oh, what is that like for Mizu? Um, so, what has that been like? Because, you know, they're just pouring some serious money into the space.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, I'm, I'm used to it, I guess, is the best way to answer that. When I was, you know, first starting companies back in the 90s in the snowboard side, you know, Burton was a monster and we, I, you know, we started with nothing. And, and so, uh, so I'm used to big competition, but this is quite different, um, you know, with, uh, you mentioned two of them, but there's probably six or seven companies at the top um, that are all three to four hundred million or bigger. And so I didn't have that back in the snowboard in snowboarding days the 90s. So, so it is a challenge. Um, you have to find your niche and, and and navigate in there. And one of the things for us is um, is you know product innovations, and that's been one of our latest, most recent um, you know kind of spikes is uh, our new you know uh, 360. It's called Mizu 360, and it's a filtration purification system that works with our regular water bottles, so you can turn a regu- your Mizu into a Filter, water filter you know anywhere in the world go to you know third, third world country or you know Canada it doesn't matter where you don't ever need to buy a plastic bo- bottle of water um, and so that's been kind of a game changer for us that so is. differentiating ourselves that way is, uh, is is part of our strategy
0: and I'm guessing that might have opened new doors that product
1: yeah we we launched it it was uh, took a long time to develop so it was a little late Um, And so we launched it late in 2018, kind of missing the season. So this show, you know, and and getting, we're just getting, we haven't even shipped REI's order yet. Um, They're going to have it in um, in stock, um, I think, March 1st. Um, and but we we had it going on our website early, and it was just super fun to see. We just saw it, sales spike; it became the number one selling product right away.
0: Interesting. Yeah,
1: and got a, a, just a, a great story from a woman who bought it and went to Thailand and sent us all these pictures. And she just is now just the biggest Mizu fan in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. Yeah, love and for it for the right uh, reasons, right? Yes, yes.
0: Yeah. So, what does two thousand and nineteen look like for you guys?
1: Um, more expansion, um, globally, uh, uh, Europe. We didn't really talk about, but, uh, that's our fastest growing territory. I'm headed there in about an hour. <laughs> and so, uh, we're spending a lot of time, effort, money, um, over there, but, uh, Australia, we're opening up our own office in Australia, um, this year coming soon.
0: So you'll be going direct there. Yes. Oh, that's a big move.
1: Yep. Yeah, we're excited about that. Actually, working with my current distributor um, to to do that, just like I did with um, Europe. So um, there's no you know mystery there, and um, um, we're excited. I'm meeting with him in uh, in Europe, and then headed to Australia, and probably by midsummer we'll be direct.
0: Yeah, that sounds exciting. Because I I kind of feel like we talked before, and you had mentioned that you're pretty you're, for some of the big competitors that you have in the U.S. In those international territories, you're actually ahead of the game in some cases. Is that true? Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was part of my early strategy um, when I first met UC and wanted to get involved with this business was, uh, you know, I noticed that there was very heavy competition in the United States and just the opposite in um, especially Europe um, and a little bit in Asia. And so we, we said, let's, let's get set up in those, you know, in the foreign markets first. And it worked the best in Europe uh, where we're, you know, it's, it's our fastest growing um, area and we're, we're just really excited. Germany, we're, we're close to the top um, in terms of, the, you know, maybe number one or two um, brand in, in Germany. Um, so, so it's exciting.
0: Yeah. And that's wholesale, right? At wholesale? Wholesale, yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Interesting. Our, our wholesale business in Europe is like more like 50-50 um, to the custom. Um, okay. We're in the United States. We're probably 80% custom and 20% wholesale. Uh, Interesting. As far as our numbers. So a little more balanced there.
0: Yeah, for because sure. Of,
1: because of the lack of competition.
0: So I'm looking at your hand, your fingers right now as you're holding the microphone with yes. with the ride tattoo. you were yes. the ride founder, right? Yes. yes. So those were crazy days, right? Yes, they were. Okay. So <laughs> if you can summarize in like, you know, one or two, what were like one or two key things you learned during those wild years whether it's business or mistakes you made that you learn from that inform how you, you know, the, how you do your business now? I don't know. Anything come to mind?
1: Um, I guess if, you know, it's a, it's a tough question to answer because it seems like a million years ago and another lifetime ago. Um, and I haven't thought about it in a while, but I guess when I do think about it quickly, it's, um, you know, I, I didn't know much about finance at all—business, finance, and accounting. Really, I'm—you know—I'm fairly good at math, but that was about it. And so, I really got a pretty quick education on that. We, we went public after about eighteen months. I didn't even really know what it meant—that <laughs> <but> like <laughs> oh, a, public. You know, what does that mean? You know, right. and so uh, so it was a really big education on the on the financial side and how important it, cash flow is. Being a snowboard company, all your revenue comes at one time of the year, and months and months go by with no money coming in, and so that's what I probably learned the most in that um, in that time frame.
0: Yeah, what do you think of the snowboard industry today?
1: You know, it's uh, boring. <laughs> I guess is the best w- word to put on it. It's uh, there's not a lot of excitement, um, and, and it's not really snowboarding. I think you know winter sports in general. Um, you know, and when I say that, I mean product-wise. There, I think innovation has slowed down. Um, I because of my connections can get free product from every any company I want any all year every year I don't even want it my stuff from last year works just great mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel guilty taking a, you know another um, board when my last year's board is fine so so yeah I think it's stagnating a little bit and there needs to be something uh, maybe the step in thing can you know generate some new, some new life, but the ski areas are busy as hell. I know that. And it's, and it's booming, but I, I just, I just feel, I sense it at, you know, in the shows and from a product and marketing standpoint, to me, it's boring because the nineties were anything but boring. (laughs) Yeah. That must've
0: been really fun times. (laughs) Crazy times. Yeah. 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 That's good. Um, and remind me, I'm like blanking on his last name, Jamie Salter, the famous Jamie Salter, who who was, he came into the business after you had started it, right?
1: No, he, He? I was working at Burton. Okay. um, um, at the time it was 1990 or 91, and uh, he called me out of the blue and um, said, "Starting a snowboard company, we need we need somebody to help." You know, so oh, we we partnered right from oh, okay. yeah, right from day one with another uh, gentleman, uh, Roger Madison. Okay. So the three of us um, got it started. I was the only one that worked at the company um, of the three of us for the first you know year and a half or so. Okay. Um, once we went public and started like you know started to really crank that's when um you know they got a little more involved roger and jamie yeah um so yeah
0: okay so jamie uh, he owns authentic brand group for yes. people know it and they're making a lot of investments of brands a wide variety of brands kind of sniffing around the action sports space what can you tell us about him
1: I don't know anything about what he's what he's doing. I, I did help him actually in the beginning of um, Authentic Brands Group um, he, when I was living in Jackson. I got a phone call again, similar phone call. Starting a company, need some help, <laughs> and so uh, so I helped him out. Um, the Bob Marley brand um, tap out for the. And I think he had a couple, Marilyn Monroe, a couple other licenses, Um, but he's grown to an incredible size already. And um, no surprise to me. Um, If anyone is surprised, they just don't know Jamie. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I guess
0: that's what I mean. Like not so much, what is he up to now, but like what, what can you tell us about him as a businessman?
1: Um, He's very, very smart, um, ruthless, you know, he'll, he'll he'll do what it takes, um, but uh, incredibly smart and, you know, successful. Yeah. So anyone that knows him, you know, you just you know what you get. He's he's that's one of the things I really like about him and um, maybe some other people don't like about him um, is uh, you just it's on the surface. You know exactly what you're going to get. He's going to tell you how he feels about you, your plan, whatever it might be. And that can be rough for some people. But um, I'm the type of person who, who actually likes that.
0: Yeah, that's cool. And back to Misu, like, how did you decide you guys don't have a booth here for the first time in a long right. time? What did you do instead, and why?
1: So we did a uh, sponsorship program um, where we've sponsored um, twenty nine different locations of uh, water stations around the around the show. We want to completely support the industry. Still, of course, we're a big part of it, um, and we want our m- message to always have an environmental. Twist to it. So, sponsoring water bars is something we've always done. So, we just wanted to try something different this year. You know, as as we've talked about, the custom part of our business is really big, and so we wanted to um, be able to walk around the show, not have a booth and be pinned to it. Um, and go meet with some of our big partners, meet some new people. And uh, so far, we're halfway through the show. It's, it's, it's been, you know, great. We, we've been able to do that. Um, but, you know, we miss not having a place to put our bags <laughs> oh, right, <laughs> at meetings right. and show our lines. So, you know, we're not sure if we'll do it again, but yeah. it was a test, basically. And, and so far, so good.
0: Yeah. And how many people work at Mizu now?
1: We have nine people in the U.S., four in Europe.
0: Okay. That sounds good. Well, anything else we should know about what you guys are up to?
1: Oh, no, I don't think so. That's a, that's, that's a whole lot already. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks for meeting with me. All right. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Me. Bye.